When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You like that? You like that? Hey, everyone. Welcome into Purple Daily. I'm Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Declan Goff here producing. And today we're going to dive into Bleacher Report ranking... All 32 teams, not really ranking, but listing all 32 teams' best offseason move. And we all saw what they had for the Vikings' best offseason move and kind of said, huh, okay, let's talk about this. Declan, set this up for us. Sure. So, yeah, they rank, they, they listed every NFL team's smartest offseason move. And for the Vikings, I mean, because they're so salary cap struck, there isn't really one that stands out, you know, entirely. Like Michael Pierce is, Michael is Pierce their big Michael probably the biggest acquisition, like you said, but they said, Trading Stephon Diggs. They quoted they were quoted saying, while adding Stephon Diggs was a great move for the Bills, getting rid of him was a savvy one for the Vikings. While he is a fantastic receiver, he is also set to carry a cap hit of just under eleven million in twenty twenty. That wouldn't be a big deal for most franchises, but it would have been a tough pill to swallow for the Vikings. Even after trading Diggs and releasing Pro Bowl corner Xavier Rhodes, Minnesota has only twelve point three in cap space. This was also a smart move because the Vikings knew that they could add a new weapon from the promising collection of incoming rookie wide receivers, which they did by drafting Justin Jefferson. With wideout Adam Thielen and veteran quarterback Kirk Cousins of the fold, the Vikings can weather any early struggles from Jefferson. All right, Judd, do you think trading Stefan Diggs was the Vikings' best offseason move? I think it was their best offseason move, and I think it was their worst move. Wow. I think it was both. And and that's possible because look, the return for Diggs. Look at the return for um, that Houston got Bill O'Brien, who's clearly a fool. Look at the return that he got for DeAndre Hopkins from the Cardinals, right? Mm-hmm. And there's no question he just got robbed. And I, I we could talk all we want about the fact that DeAndre Hopkins evidently was trying to get a new contract or that he was going to be too expensive. But DeAndre Hopkins is a better receiver than Diggs. I don't think by a ton, but I do think he's better. And the um, and the Texans basically just got done. They just got had. Yeah. Rick Spielman, to his credit, did not. Rick Spielman got a good return for a guy who I don't care what they try and tell us forced his way out. They had to trade him. And and to have your arm twisted like the Vikings did by Stefan Diggs and get the return in draft pick compensation, including a first round pick that they got for twenty twenty, um, was a good deal. Now that being said, is Stefan Diggs going to be missed? Absolutely. And, and you can't guarantee that Jefferson's going to step in and replace Diggs day one. It doesn't work like that. He's going to have to grow and learn, and he might be fine eventually. 
So I so I think that there's a case to be made that in the short term, immediately, it's their worst deal. But yes, if you're trying to judge what's got a chance to make a difference and what got you a return that was pretty damn good, I think there's a justification to also say it's their best deal. So I actually think their best offseason move, now that I reflect on what their cap situation was and, you know, the it would it would have been nice to know like what they could have done with Anthony Harris. Was there a trade to be made out there? Was there now keeping Anthony Harris and having maybe the two best safeties in the NFL? There are worse plans than that, but I think their best move was actually drafting fifteen rookies and and having a lot of those draft picks in the first, second, and third rounds. Your team gets younger. Your team gets much more cap friendly because all those guys are now on rookie contracts, and obviously, like five of them are just going to be cut out of training camp. But, uh, but you're, you're probably going to come out with five or six, maybe seven starting caliber or at least like rotation caliber players. And so, I think just injecting the roster with team controlled, cheap, young talent was the smartest move. On the Stefan Diggs front, I could we have to see this play out because. I could play both sides of this very easily, and I think ultimate, I just did. You did kind of, yeah. I mean, I, but but here's here's where I would go with this. I think if step if the Vikings feel like they have enough weapons, if they're going to unleash Irv Smith, and if Justin Jefferson pans out, it's a great trade. It's a great trade because now you get rid of the cap hit, eleven million dollars. It's like a fourteen million dollar average uh, annual value on the contract. Um, you get those draft picks. So money, draft picks, and Stefan Diggs really didn't want to play for the Vikings anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, just like his cryptic tweets, him leaving the facility for two days at the beginning he of the season. He forced like, That's for, exactly right. Right. For you to be in a position where you almost have to trade a guy and send him somewhere and teams know that you have to trade him because there's just like too much tension between the player and the organization. And for you to still get that haul of draft picks, all of those things mean to me it was a great move by the Vikings. On the con side of things, those are the pros. On the con side of things, he's one of the best receivers in the NFL. Yep. And the statistics might not bear that out. You might, you know, some people might say who don't watch him on a weekly basis. Well, what do you mean? He only caught 60 passes last year and like, you know, he only has 2,000 yard seasons. Well, some of that's just lack of opportunity. Stefan Diggs, the last two seasons, has been, tar- well, I'll just go 2019 because he was targeted quite a bit in 2018. In 2019, 45 receivers and running backs were targeted more often than Stefan Diggs. So if he goes to a team that just says, listen, we're going to feature you and you're going to be targeted 150 times or 160, 70 times like the DeAndre Hopkins of the NFL, Mm -hmm. he's going to wind up with 100 receptions, 14, 1,500 yards, and a a bunch of touchdowns most likely. So um, you, you definitely weaken your offense by getting rid of Stefan Diggs. So... That's how you can sort of play both sides until we see what Justin Jefferson is and until we see the unleashing of Irv Smith. Jefferson supposedly go more of a slot guy. Thielen is as well. In the short term, for for when the 2020 season starts, Phil, I think it's very fair to say that Adam Thielen and Kirk Cousins are negatively impacted by that trade. Mm-hmm. But because he forced you to trade him to what you said, you got a lot back. So, so you know, if now... If Spielman had woke up one day and gotten a wild hair or a bee in his bonnet and been like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to trade Diggs. He's crazy. He's absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. But when this That's guy... That's what it seemed like with Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins, right? Like, yeah. oh, I can't really get along with this guy. <laughs> and it sounds like Hopkins had been going, had been, had been 
there had been rumblings or discussions about a contract extension that the Texans, because of their current contracts and Deshaun Watson's upcoming one, didn't feel that they could give out. But, you know, the po- the point is, I think that that's absolutely correct, that you can make cases for the good and the bad of the Diggs trade. The issue, the untenable thing, though, is to bring Diggs back, say, I don't care, and now it, it's a problem. The one thing that I think backfired on the Vikings that they, they wouldn't acknowledge and the player doesn't hurt them, but the salary does, is the one that you brought up. The Anthony Harris one to me, I don't think this was ever their intention. I think their intention was to franchise him, keep him, and then either trade him for probably a second or third round draft pick, right? Or or to sign him to an extension. I don't think their intention the day they put the franchise tag on him right before free agency started was to ever say, you know what? We hope yeah. he plays on a one-year $11.4 million tag. It, in fact, it kind of felt like, and man, I should probably preface what I'm about to say, just, just to sort of entering the realm. Reckless speculation. Right. Oh, boy. It kind of I missed those days. felt like I missed that, by the way. we're going to have plenty more reckless speculation at some point Let's when sports back. come back. Let's but, get back to it. But it kind of felt like the Vikings, I, I do believe that there was something to the Odell Beckham Jr. rumors. Okay. I, don't th- I don't think that just gets pulled out. From thin air, I think you know. Obviously, a lot of the national, the best reporters around the NFL landscape had said, "Nah, there's this isn't something that's going to happen." I'm I, I do believe that conversations took place. It made sense if the Vikings knew that they were going to be moving on from Stefan Diggs, that they would be looking at all options in the draft and all options of players that were available via trade. Mm-hmm. So I think at one point the Vikings had made up their mind they were going to trade Stefan Diggs thought we can get draft picks and maybe we can swap Anthony Harris and the money he makes Cleveland? to Cleveland. Yeah, play it bring again. in Odell Beckham play it Jr. Again, baby. Just saying. Reckless speculation. And then in the in the first or second round of the draft, instead of dra- if, if you wind up trading for Odell Beckham Jr., then you probably wouldn't have drafted Justin Jefferson. You probably would have drafted a safety late in the first round or at some point in the second round. I think the Vikings probably had like five or six scenarios in play for what could happen with Anthony Harris, what could happen with their first round draft pick and whether they would keep stuff on digs or not. And ultimately in the end, I do feel like they probably come out of this with less offensive line stability than they could have had. And a lot more question marks on defense. But if five or six of this is why I go back to the best move of the offseason being just inject 15 young team control players in your roster. The chances of you whiffing on all 15 of those players is zero. You're going to wind up with four to five to six quality players. But how quickly? You're going to four to five positions. 2020 year, two first-round picks it, are going to have to play. It, it probably Cleveland. It probably doesn't fully come to fruition until 2021. That's that's the only issue. Well, let me ask you this. Has the Vikings' best offseason move not happened yet? Or has most of them been set in stone? I'll get you right now. Reckless speculation. What What are the options on upcoming moves? Because because I do believe that they're still going to sign a veteran corner. Sure. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to call that the best move, though. Yeah, they have enough money. There's two or three cornerbacks still sitting out there that are probably going to cost between three and ten million dollars, depending. And you know on what? The- to To be fair, Michael Pierce might be a great move. I just don't know. Like like that's an interior. D yeah. lineman. It's just so hard to sit here and be like, oh, Michael Pierce is going to make a huge difference. But he, that might be a great move. I just don't know if it's a great move. I don't see him. I don't see him being a Linval Joseph type move. But like we when, don't know. When, when the Vikings signed Linval, it was all right. Like this dude, like this dude, comes over from the Giants. He's he's bona fide. 
Um, I think it's a it's a good like it's a stopgap move. It's a stopgap. Well, we could be pleasantly surprised. The, the cornerback that they will sign most likely, whoever that is, is a stopgap move. They could also just bring back Everson Griffin. Like that's definitely still in play. Which I'm half expecting to happen at this point in time. Yeah, you're not signing anywhere. What would uh, I mean? Are there, are there any other real candidates for best offseason move by the Vikings? I mean, I just can't, I just I can't wrap my well, head around like getting rid of Stefan Diggs is not. Like it's a move that could pan out, but it's also not like a move that you should be celebrating necessarily. Well, it's, it's contingent on a lot of things happening. You know what? Justin Jefferson. If you weren't, if you hadn't just recommitted to Kirk Cousins, it's much easier to justify the digs thing, right? Like if Kirk, if you were like, oh, let's try again with Kirk, but this might be the last year, and Diggs is gone now, and that sort of sucks. But he he forced his way out. Mm-hmm. It feels like if that was the case, that you might be like, okay, it's just. It's very hard to get your head around exactly what they're doing because of the recommitment to Cousins, and you just took away a receiver who was absolutely important, crucial, potentially, to his success. And now the question is, is Thielen, if if he's not the 1B now, and he's the clear 1A and it's not close, is Thielen going to be that good? Is he going to be a semblance of that player that, that he was previously? The Cousins commitment, to me, is where I get confused about maybe the sense of direction here. Yeah. But we'll find out. Hopefully in September, unless they let's pretend like we're going to today. Okay, (laughs) let's just pretend like football is going to happen. Football, please, please come back in September. Somebody, we miss you. We miss you. I miss OTAs. I miss like mini camps would be happening right now. I I never thought I'd miss shorts and shells, but I miss shorts and shells. We have juice right now. We'd have football juice if we had OTAs. Mm -hmm. That's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. Thank you for hanging out with us. Please check out our podcast feed, Apple, Spotify, and scorenorth.com. And or if you haven't already, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash scorenorth. And we will see you next time. This holiday season, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. And take your workout to the next level with accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, a heart rate monitor, cycling shoes, and more. Peloton, motivation that moves you. This limited time offer ends December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.